You are listening to episode 71 of the Less Dress More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about your brilliant, beautiful body. You are listening to the Less Dress More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Hey, 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 hot stuff. Come on in to the podcast. Do you consider your body brilliant? Do you consider your body beautiful? Why or why not? So today the body is getting TLC from the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. And I just love the alliteration of brilliant, beautiful body. I talk about body health and body image on the podcast because I believe that accepting, nurturing, and loving your body, even if it's lumpy and all the so-called wrong places, is essential to living a good life. You are a human. You are a mammal. Your body is so essential to everything you're experiencing. So how is your relationship with your body lately? Do you notice that it changes with the seasons? I notice this is very true for me. And as I'm recording this, it's winter. And I notice that I have a different relationship with my body as the year progresses. I tend to feel a little more active and out Dorsey during later in the winter, where I live, it actually, we have a very temperate climate. So late winter, spring and summer, when the days are sunny and and warm outside, I tend to want to be out there. You know, even if I'm working, I'll move out on the, the patio and sit under the tree and just, I just love the feeling of my body outside in the sun, in nature. And during the, maybe over the holiday seasons or when it's a little chilly, you know, I, I feel a little less connected to my body. As I was actually thinking about this, it, it struck me as interesting that my body is, is under sweaters and socks and fuzzy socks. And I'm less observant of even how it looks. You know, I may obviously still be feeling my body and experiencing it that way, but I, I may not see my pretty toenail polish in January nearly like I will in May. It caused me to reflect that we have so many people who will start the new year and they want to get their body in in shape at the same time of the year that for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's all under wraps anyway. What's your experience with your body through the seasons of the year? And not just what it looks like or how you dress it, but Do you feel a little bit more inside the experience of having a body at different times a year than others? Now, your body is brilliant. It's very intelligent. Many of my clients describe their brain um, like, you know, and this comes up during coaching. What are you thinking? What What are you feeling in your body? So we talk about this concept of the mind operating and the body responding. And and so just by nature of some of those conversations, it introduces 
a little bit of separation, which is, I think, kind of a unfortunate byproduct because it's not that the mind and body are separate. It's just when we slow down time to see what's happening in our life and compare it to what we would like to create instead on purpose, that framework of noticing your mental reaction to something and your physical reaction to something, it sometimes gives people the impression that they're separate, you know, and and clients will sometimes start like, well, my mind said, like it's this externalized, like it's a radio station they turn into once in a while. And I just kind of chuckle at that because one of the things that I heard that made me laugh and laugh is when the author Liz Gilbert says that most people think of our bodies as a broomstick that carries our brain jar around. <laughs> and I I love getting like mental pictures of that, of just, and I think of Bedknobs and Broomsticks, that old movie from, you know, it was the Disney movie with Angela Lansbury bobbing along at the bottom of the beautiful Brogney Sea. If you haven't seen it, it's a delight. But there's points where the broomsticks are animated. <laughs> That's kind of a thing with Disney, animated house cleaning. They were ahead of their time with the Roomba, maybe. But I love this idea of like the mental image of a of a broom just kind of shuffling down the sidewalk with this like very studious and serious brain in tow, like strapped with twine on top of it. But what's so funny to me about that is your brain literally doesn't operate without your body. There's no separation. Your brain is your body. Your body is your body. It's all the same. It's just your body. To illustrate that, let's play an imagination game. I think sometimes we imagine thinking and we can even feel like some sensations of our brain and we're really strongly socialized that our thinking comes from our brain. It can feel like even the sensation of thinking. Imagine really thinking about a problem, squeezing your eyes shut like you're a four-year-old trying to figure out the right thing to do. And what's what's amazing is that we never think of receiving instruction from other areas of our body. Just for fun, what comes up if I say, next week, I think you should only take instruction from your left elbow. If you have a problem to solve, mentally like check in and see, is your left elbow a little bit like a weather vane that instructs you where to go? It's a fun question to ask in coaching because sometimes people will be like, that's ridiculous. There's no sensation of the elbow. And some people will be like, actually, maybe that elbow's onto something. Activating this imagination, not literally to get instruction from your left elbow, but almost as a way to connect to, oh, There is wisdom in my body. There is wisdom in my right knee. Maybe it's a rainy day and the right knee is telling you to run the next day when it's sunny. There's wisdom and feedback and information that comes from all of us. Even notice if you're walking, notice what your toes on your right foot are doing if you're sitting. It can be so fun to play with that. Now, what about your gut? If I say the phrase, trust your gut, what does that mean for you? A lot of people think, oh, this means intuition. It's almost a way of describing when you're not overthinking a reaction or even deliberately thinking a reaction. And how much information, literally, like literally knowledge that drives decision making, whether conscious or not, comes from 
your digestive system, your gut. Scientists are realizing there's a massive link between your intestinal system and all the critters that live in there and this thinking machine we call our brain. I've linked to several resources in the show notes, but to share some highlights, scientists refer to the brain in your gut as the enteric nervous system, the ENS. And studies suggest that the signals from the ENS not only regulate metabolism, but also memory and thinking skills. In fact, there are studies that suggest that anxiety and depression may be even more linked to what's happening in the enteric nervous system than what's happening in your brain. So all this time of like, oh, I have a chemical imbalance. That's how we used to talk about it back in the 80s and 90s of, oh, I'm I'm taking this medication to correct a chemical imbalance. And we all thought brain. But what if our anxiety and depression and other physical manifestations of mental health imbalance also come from the gut? See? Brilliant, beautiful body. So wise. And now let's talk about how you may be familiar with the effects on your body when you feel stress. Imagine giving a speech. Some people report having butterflies in the stomach. They'll feel a sensation that's not in their brain. If we're afraid, we think, oh, fear. Oh, it's in our mind and it's it can show up in our body as like butterflies in the stomach or, you know, tummy trouble. <clears throat> And for you, pause and ask yourself, how does my body signal or respond when I'm thinking stressful thoughts, when I'm replaying a conversation that maybe had a lot of tension in it, or if I'm thinking about that annoying email I got at 10 o'clock at night when I should be sleeping? Never happened to me. Not. When you're thinking stressful thoughts, how does your body respond? I tend to notice a lot of muscle tightening. Now, let's look at the other side of the coin. When you're feeling your most relaxed, content, or strong, powerful, or sexy in your body, what do you notice? When you're feeling stressed or relaxed, Content, strong, powerful, confident, sexy. What's happening for you, your own personal experience? And ask yourself, is that your body that's starting the signal or your mind? Hmm, so interesting. We've all heard about the mind-body connection. But when you think about the mind-body connection, what I was talking about earlier, how we can separate our mind and our thinking from our gut and our reactions. But when we bring them together, what's really fun about that is we can show so much love and respect to the brilliance and the beauty of the system that we're in. We're not just a an assemblage of parts. Everything is literally connected and dependent on each other, either physically or chemically. Isn't that great? What would happen if you promoted your body to having more of a leadership role in your decisions? Playfully, I'll tease, maybe you do put the left elbow in charge for a week and just see what happens. Ask, hey, lefty, what's going on? Yeah, I don't think we think of our elbows unless we bang it into a door jam and 
hit our funny bone, which isn't very funny. Now, I'm not teaching you to outsource your decision-making to a distant body part, a joint, but to invite you playfully to intentionally practice connecting to the brilliance of your body, that there may be so much more coming from the broomstick, at least as much as is coming from the brain jar. How might this look for you? Think about what you think about your body in the next week. That's really my invitation to you. Notice the signals you receive. Do you pay attention to them? Do you overreact to them? That that used to be me. Like I'd work out and be like, ooh, I'm worried about, I was worried about hurting myself because when I was a runner, there were times where I would override my body's signal and end up with an unpleasant injury. And I don't want to do that. But I notice that sometimes I tend to be a more cautious as a result. What is it like for you? Do you brush off feedback from your body? There are people who are like, whatever, you got to like, they're very, I'm just going to go into this decision no matter what's happening to me. And that can lead to something like a burnout or worse. Practice this sentence this week. I am amazing from head to toe. I think that's a fun one. I'm amazing from head to toe. And another one I like is that I love the ecosystem that is me. Um, I, I think it was probably in November of 2021, and it's out on my YouTube channel if you want to ch- check it out. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. But I I did this YouTube video on like, ah, we're amazing. I'm an amazing habitat. That's a thought I like to practice a lot. And what's fun about that is it's like, well, there's a lot of benefits. When I walk by the mirror and I wink at myself and I'm like, yeah, brilliant, beautiful you, you're an amazing habitat. It it really connects me to the fuller experience of my life. I'm not just this brain jar getting toted around on this sad little broomstick. I'm this amazing animal. Ah, it's so fun. And it's so loving. And the more loving and playful I am in my relationship with myself, including how I perceive and experience this brilliant, beautiful body of mine, well, the more love I have, the more fun I have, and the less stress I have. It all comes together. Another suggestion after you work out, say thank you. Yes, every single time. Like I mentioned, flirt with yourself. Wink at your reflection. Adore yourself. Why not? What would your life be like if you treated all of you, mind and beautiful, brilliant body, as an amazing team? If you treated your body with reverence, respect, and delight, like a baby discovering their toes? This is an amazing stress buster and can totally motivate you to work toward any of your health and fitness goals that you have, too. It's so much more fun to work out when you're like, yeah, yep, I'm taking care of my beautiful, amazing habitat. So enjoy your beautiful, brilliant body self. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.